Disclaimer. I am not a licensed therapist, counselor, or professional broadcaster. The following are stories from my life and personal experiences and are the property of me. There will be profanity, quite a fucking bit of it, so please keep that in mind along with adult themes and topics. Listener discretion is advised. I've always wanted to say that. Hi and welcome to episode 28, Feeling Great, sorry I can't help myself, of Here She Comes, Confessions of a Retired Vibrator Seller. I'm your host with the lame rhymes, Jasmine Aziz. I want to thank my listeners all over the globe who are listening to this podcast. Thank you so much. I have listeners in places I can't even find on a map, so I mean, come on. This is amazing and it's very, very humbling. Thank you for your notes of support as well. It really, really means a lot to me. As you may recall from my last episode, I was standing in front of some glittery curtains outside of a champagne room in a strip club, waiting to go inside. Oh, the double entendres. Let us not delay. We get back to the story right now. took a deep breath and followed Candy behind the heavy curtains of the champagne room. I turned to see if Lammy had followed me, but he was standing outside the room like a bodyguard, rigid like a statue. I poked my head through the curtains, instantly aware of the velvety softness of the fabric against my cheek. Aren't you coming in? He stared back at me. I pulled on his shirt, yanking him into the room. There was barely enough light to see any details to the glossy wallpaper on the back wall. It looked like a scroll design or possibly a bunch of naked people in Kama Sutra poses. I simply couldn't see it well enough to tell. A padded bench in an L shape was covered in the same velvet fabric as the curtains. It was a hue of maroon that evoked warmth and richness. Candy flicked on a small lamp that illuminated the cozy space. I immediately thought it would make a very nice reading nook. The wallpaper glowed silver and black. Definitely a scroll pattern, not a naked bendy body to be found on the wall. Lammy plunked himself on the far corner of the bench, his back stiffly pressed against the wall. I took the seat on the short end, creating an open space between us that Candy immediately filled. She sat between us like a therapist or mediator for a brief moment. There was an awkward tension filling the space like a fourth unwanted guest. I felt the need to say something. So, uh, I wouldn't want to come in here with a black light. What's a black light? Candy said sweetly. Shows the jizz and such on the furniture and walls. It was a joke, Candy. Lame joke. Lammy didn't respond. He tucked his hands under his thighs and sat on them like a grade school student being punished for bad behavior. You're so funny, Candy said. She stood up adjusted her sheer dress, and then asked if there was any kind of music Lammy wanted to listen to. He didn't respond. 
It was like rigor mortis had fully taken over his body in a matter of seconds. I piped in with a request for anything from the 70s. Candy scratched her head in puzzlement. I conceded to letting her choose whatever she liked. She pulled a tiny music system out from under the table with a lamp, and within moments, a strong bass beat filled the tiny room. As the music began, she stood in front of Lammy as though she was about to begin dancing, but then thought better of it. She turned toward me and began to gyrate in my direction. I smiled lovingly at her. I could see she was trying to alleviate the tension Lammy was creating in the room, so I sat back and let her dance around me and on top of me. She began to relax, her body becoming more languid with each bar of music. You're so pretty, Jasmine, she said. So beautiful. Thank you, Candy, I said, letting her take my hand in hers. She clutched my hand tightly. Touch me, Jasmine, she whispered in my ear. I need you to touch me. Uh, is that allowed? I said, surprised by her request. I looked over at Lammy, whose eyes were fixed on me. His hands had completely disappeared under his thighs, and I could see his jaw clenching and unclenching in the soft light. Lammy, baby, you want to get in on this? Not surprisingly, he remained frozen, expressionless. I looked back at Candy. Her eyes were pleading, almost desperate. She looked broken and vulnerable. I wanted to wipe away the sorrow I could see brimming in her eyes. I reached my hands up to her waist and then gently caressed her legs. She immediately curled toward me like a kitten, looking to be scratched and cuddled. She began to lift the sheer dress off her body until she was standing before me in only the bra and panties. She put my hands back on her thighs and guided them up to the swell of her tiny breasts and then back down to the space between her legs. I looked at Lammy. His eyes were round circles the size of dinner plates, alive and practically vibrating like a cartoon character. His jaw was taut, the lines of his face drawn so tightly that I barely recognized him. Candy slid her long black hair against my neck, crawling on top of me like she wanted to slide under my skin. Her flesh was warm, hairless, and as smooth as that of a newborn. Once my fingers felt her skin, I was unable to stop touching her, marveling at the softness of it. Lammy, I said without taking my eyes off Candy. You have to feel her skin. It's like warm dough, so soft. Candy smiled at me, tracing her fingers around the curls of my hair, looping a tiny finger inside the crevice of one long tendril. So beautiful, she murmured, as the music came to an abrupt halt. The next song started with a slightly faster tempo. Candy's cadence didn't change. She continued to wind her tiny fingers into my hair, alternating with gentle caresses of my face. My hands found themselves pulling her hair backward, pushing her perky breasts into my face. She moaned and pressed herself closer to me. Her black bra slid to one side, exposing one breast that sprang out from behind the lace. Her nipple was suddenly directly in front of my mouth when a sound from the corner of the small room made us both stop abruptly.
The guttural grunt from Lammy's throat was followed by his sudden jump from his seat, our coats in hand, his large frame looming behind Candy like a menacing shadow. He had our coats in one arm, using his free hand to loop around my waist, picking me up off the seat and whisking me out of the room before I could gather my bearings. What the fuck, Lammy? I squeaked as he continued to walk through the club with me, pinned to his side like a weightless doll. My feet barely touched the ground and I struggled to break free from him. As we got closer to the front door, I managed to stumble out of his embrace and steady myself. The roads are bad. We should head out now, he said gruffly. The weather? You're thinking about the weather? Now? I heard the clicking of rapid heel strikes behind us and turned to see Candy, her sheer dress in hand, her bra back over her breasts. Her arms were flailing around. My mind was racing to keep up with what was happening. Why did Lammy bolt from the room like that? Was he really more concerned about the weather than the lap dance? Was he mad at me? Was he mad at Candy? Should we have tipped Candy? How much do you tip for a lap dance? How much do you tip for a free lap dance? Before I could get my mind around what to do, Candy was by my side, the smell of bubblegum all around me. She grabbed my hand as she caught her breath. She smiled and then put the sheer dress on over her bra and panties. Thank you for coming out tonight, Jasmine, she said sweetly. There was no hint that she was upset or bothered by the sudden end to our time in the champagne room. Her dark eyes were sparkling and friendly. I instantly relaxed, my anger at Lammy dissipating against her genuine warmth. Thank you for the dance, Candy. I'm sorry it ended so abruptly. I shot a dirty look at Lammy. We have to go, though, because the weather is so bad outside. I put my hat on my head and began to button my coat when Candy tugged firmly on my sleeve. Is there any chance you could give me a ride to my house? I don't live very far away from here. I looked over at Lammy without answering her. I would have bet ten million dollars that he would have come up with some lame excuse to not take her with us, but to my surprise, he nodded and headed out the door. Candy grabbed a shawl and glittery purse from behind the bar and followed us out, my instincts kicking in as I realized we were driving a total stranger to an unknown destination after leaving a strip club. What the fuck was he thinking? The car was covered in slick ice and snow pellets. Lammy turned his sports car on, and though I offered to help him scrape the ice off the car, he insisted that I sit with Candy inside and keep warm. Candy settled into the back seat and fished through her tiny purse. Aren't you cold? I asked her. She smiled and shook her head no. She took out a tin box from her purse and held it up to offer me the contents. I expected it to be filled with cocaine, marijuana, or some other drug, but it was full of breath mints. Oh, no thanks. I said and watched her pop one in her mouth. Your businessman is very nice, Jasmine. It's so nice of you to drive me home. I have to take three buses to get to my place and it can be so long after all day at work, you know? Candy had a sweetness to her that made me want to protect her, find her another source of income. I twisted in my seat to face her. Candy, do you like what you do? She chewed down on the candy and nodded vigorously. Oh, yes, I do. Then after a moment, why? Didn't you like my dance? Should I have done it differently? No, no, I'm I'm sorry. It was fine. I was hoping my stupid boyfriend would get into it more, but I guess he has some issues. 
He likes you very much, Jasmine. I can see why. You're so beautiful. That smile, it lights him up. I studied her carefully. In the dim light, her Asian eyes looked like they were sparkling. There was no hint of deceit in her demeanor. I couldn't understand what would motivate her to say what she did. Uh, thanks, Candy. Uh, He's okay, I guess. I smiled. She smiled back. Have you ever considered changing up what you do, though? Maybe incorporating costumes? You'd make a really cute schoolgirl or a nurse. Costumes? You think so? None of the girls really do that. Then you'd be ahead of the game. Give yourself an edge. Lammy snapped the driver's side door open and breathlessly sat in his seat, revving the engine of the car, trying to warm it up faster. Your lady is so smart, Candy said. She gives me a good idea for my job. You're a very lucky man. Lammy looked at me quizzically. I was just suggesting that Candy use costumes in her act, you know? Schoolgirl, her hair would look good in pigtails, don't you think? Mmm, Lammy grunted. He pulled the car out of the parking lot onto the street. Where am I heading? Candy gave him directions and then tapped me on the shoulder. Thank you, Jasmine. You gave me a really good idea. Oh, you're welcome. I just thought it might be different. Mostly, we wear lingerie or the leather pieces, but not really costumes. I'll give it a try. Do you own a baby doll? That would look super sweet on you. I'll get one tomorrow. What the fuck? Lammy said under his breath. Are you her agent now? Ignore him, I said and twisted to take a better look at Candy. Was tonight a good night for you money-wise? I just realized we didn't tip you. I think I should give you a tip, right? No, no. I was so happy to dance for you on your businessman's birthday. Don't worry about it, Jasmine. I made $800 tonight. I think the ice was the issue. Oh. I tried to do the math in my head, but couldn't really assess if that was a high amount. Is that average for you? No, I usually make between 1500 and 2000 in a night. Not bad. I work three days a week. I go to school Monday to Thursday. You're going to school? I said excitedly. I envisioned she was saving for law school and the stripper world was just a means to an end. It would be like a scene from a movie. I'm studying massage. That way I can give massage on the side too. Make more money with the happy endings, you know? But I need the certificate or they won't hire me. I smiled at Candy and then sat forward. Lammy's jaw was clenching, his lips tightly pursed shut. Hey, Candy, I said suddenly. I'm a bit curious. What's the weirdest thing you've done in the club? What the fuck kind of question is that? Lammy said between clenched teeth. Actually, I think the thing I get asked for the most is to pee in their beer. The car slid on the ice just as the words left her lips. Lammy started to grind the gears, correcting the car, straightening it out. Did you say you peed in someone's beer? Oh, yes. I got $500 for that. Easy money. I laughed out loud. Don't you mean peasy money? Candy paused for a moment before bursting out laughing. As we rounded the last corner from her directions, she pointed out the rooming house where she was staying. The street was very dark. There were a few rough-looking men hanging out on the front steps. One was sleeping under a plastic bag. Are you sure you'll be okay? I asked as she undid her seatbelt. I will be okay, she said brightly. I would invite you in, but I think it's late, right? 
I looked over at Lammy. Have a nice night, he said dryly. Candy leaned forward, the smell of bubble gum wafting into my nose. She pressed her soft lips on my cheek and whispered thank you in my ear. I squeezed her tiny hand in mine and wished her well. I watched her navigate around the men on the stoop, going into the dark housing unit, the lights coming on once she entered. Well, that was a weird night, I said as Lammy maneuvered the car back onto the main roads. That place is a halfway house, he said. How do you know? He didn't answer. He stared straight ahead, deftly driving on the slippery streets. I settled back into my chair, feeling my shoulders come down from around my ears. I hope you had a good birthday, I said. Lammy responded by placing his hand over mine and squeezing it. He held my hand as he drove the car to my house, never uttering another word until he kissed me tenderly before heading back to Montreal. We never spoke about that night again. As the months passed, I would sometimes hint about that night, but Lammy would quickly change the subject. Sometimes I would see a wry smile on his face, but he never seemed to want to talk about the lap dance or about candy. That's why, sitting on the balcony, sipping drinks in our apartment in Toronto, it truly surprised me that Lammy not only told his friend Mark about that night, but from the look on his buddy's face, he had obviously been bragging about it. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying my podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast app and give me a review if you're so inclined. Feel free to reach out to me via social media. I'm on Instagram, Jasmine underscore Aziz, on Twitter at Jasmine Aziz, and I'm on Facebook. You can also email me, Jasmine at JasmineAziz.com. Until next time, remember that the best part of life is love. So be sure to open your heart to it because here she comes. You shiver you up I'm just a popcorn dreaming Gonna red and back a buddy you up I'm gonna shiver you shake And quiver you shiver you up